the podcast. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> Welcome to Heal and Heal. Um, so I think that this might be two episodes or uh, two cl- conversations stitched into one episode because I just wanted to talk about a couple of things. Um, okay. We just got done wrapping up the Sandra inter- uh, Sandra interview episode, which I'm super excited to put out. So this will be the one that comes the week after that. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to do like a personal check-in more type of thing because I'm in the mood to do it today. And I have like more of like the heel H-E-A-L stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Okay, so today we were in uh the city where we train have we said that whatever yeah we were, we were mean, out there yeah <laughs> and i w- there was pizza that was ordered and i was like you know what don't get me any pizza <laughs> yeah and i'm so proud of myself for doing that and nice. it fits into a bunch of stuff that i want to talk about so pizza is fine to eat but like I have been noticing this week and over the past two years, really, that in today's society, we want to reward ourselves for like really small things. Like you have a bad day and you want to yes. reward yourself in some way. There's like tweets. Wow, that I it's am like... so fucking personally attacked right now. No, can't. it's going to get good. <laughs> it's going to be good. But it's like there'll be a tweet that's like. So I take stuff to UPS and I think I deserve a special treat and so I go to Starbucks. Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about that because for so long I have dealt with stress in f- with food and it's not like it's you don't have to be on my 600 pound life for that to be true for you right like or you know it doesn't even have to be food it can be excessive spending like um, going out you know to get yourself a new pair of jeans or something because of a minor inconvenience at work and I just wanted to it can be video games it can be like there's so much you can get addicted to in today's society yeah and so the way that I was tying it to dog training is like last time we had a personal check-in I was like oh I'm in such a depressed place right now with the healing Um, yeah feeling like the work we were doing effective um and what I wanted to get at is it's its own reward like life is hard and horrible and long and it's one inconvenience to the next and sometimes it feels like you're grinding for months and months for no reason but like you don't need to get pizza to reward yourself (laughs) in that moment you can just have this whole journey and realize that the peace that comes from all of that that was its own reward that's like way more important than the pizza or the new pair of jeans or the video games mm-hmm. so not to just like throw that at you but like <laughs> that's where I'm at today so yeah um no I mean I definitely I definitely agree um what were we talking about I think we were talking about bite work, right? With young dogs and, and you guys were saying like how fun it is for you guys and I was like, No, like I'm I'm like I was I don't really like I was you know, it's fun, but like I kinda didn't connect with it as much as you guys thought it was super fun. Like um it was a lot more fulfilled by the fact that I had success. I saw my grind pay off um and you kind of made the comment like oh but it's different it's different you know but like to me that's the most genuine 
form of fulfill- form of fulfillment is to see that hard work pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I think that I wrestle with this a lot, like just being um, content but not complacent. Um, or, or sorry, um, yeah, no, is that the word? Is that the same? Content yeah. but not complacent. Okay, yes. Um, it sounded wrong for a second. So, like being happy with where I'm at, but also like continuing to push further. Um, and I think when, when you've kind of developed a dog and like done it before and whatever, like it becomes a little bit harder to find the joy in those small things, but like you still have to do that. Um, like you still have to be with content with where you're at. Um, man, this like train of thought is really derailing. Um, So I think, I think that you did the the two things together and this is how (laughs) it's because so what thank you for saving me my uh destroyed brain after (laughs) no you're fine um you had a long day we both have um but what sam and i were saying is like the obedience the long journeys the long work the long things and you get this crazy payoff when it finally comes together like that's like six months of work and that's what i'm talking about with the longer term things but like for me paying for the puppy to do protection is pizza it's like yes i yes. feel good right now yes. this is my gas i'm putting gas in my tank right now so that i can yes. keep grinding with this obedience stuff but the thing is that the protection like, thing isn't I, as toxic as the pizza but it has no, the okay, potential like, to get as yes, toxic as because the pizza. <laughs> i don't need the pizza anymore right it's right like, i've been there done that i'm like sick of pizza um, like I want, I want the real deal. Um, like I want to eat healthy, um, and like do work that is actually taking me towards my long-term goal more efficiently and like not like trashing your bite work, right? Like it's coming off <laughs> badly, but, um, like just as an example, um, like that quality over quantity thing, like I don't feel the need to, to stuff my belly full of, of pizza because I feel fulfilled from, you know, the salad that I ate earlier that was much healthier for me long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but to eat the salad, but yes, I understand. And I think that that's where people can get into a really toxic cycle is if you are just doing the pizza all the time and you're like, well, you know, look at how nice the barking is now because of all the protection we're doing. Yes. And, yes. and it's like, well, the dogs can bark. So, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, not so good. right it can be it can be hard but I guess like I just was thinking about that today and I was thinking about it because I think the reason I was able to say no pizza for me today like I don't need it I'm good the actual pizza Mm -hmm. is because this whole year of raising sister has been all about longer term payoff and like in my whole life up till this time I've had plenty of other examples of it But, like, it was all stuff that came more naturally to me. Like, I just was good at test-taking. So, academically, it wasn't there. I just, you know, would kind of just give up if certain things didn't come (laughs) genetically naturally to me. And, like, with this, this is the first time that, like, I'm letting go and letting God and, like, grinding for, like, seven months at something and then seeing the payoff. Like, I've never done that before. Yeah. to work that long at something that hard um so i feel like it's it's also helping make positive changes in in diet and exercise with the caveat that um 
it's basically freaking impossible to maintain my workout schedule with shuts under this time but <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like the mental process is better where it's like I don't need to have a slice of pizza to feel good today because look at all the shit we got done this week yeah look at all the look at all this we're showing this weekend like I did my main training this week outside of club which every yep. time I have a week like that I'm like wow everything is great I'm amazing <laughs> <laughs> but then there's some weeks yeah. that my main training is outside of club and you guys come, and I come to club and you guys are like oh you did you know 24 you reps of this wrong up. all week yeah. <laughs> but. yeah um no I think it's interesting that you bring that up because I think I like on a less positive note for me personally I think I'm feeling um I don't know like I'm not like not necessarily bad I'm just I definitely am using um uh, like I'm using a lot of different versions of pizza um to kind of keep myself going with momentum like I definitely am doing that with pieces of my life right now um Mm -hmm. and like dog training related business related um like steep learning curves for stuff and um I'm definitely an introvert and so the level of interacting that I've had to do with humans is like definitely <laughs> a huge jump from like working in a clean room and a lab with like two other people that I was like super good friends with and now I have to interact with these strangers and like definitely um kind of figuring out how to deal with that potential for burnout for me and like how to recharge in a healthy way um and not just turning into unhealthy coping strategies um so yeah like that's why you know like joking but not joking like personally attacked um because (laughs) it's like it does kind of deplete my willpower um and it's definitely been heavy on my mind where it's like I was um working dogs um you know like that I was getting paid for um uh this this uh past week and I was breathing way harder and like sweating way more than I should have been and it's like it's my job to be in a certain amount of shape to do what I'm doing um and that was kind of a slap in the face that like I do really need to get serious about actually taking care of my body um because it also feeds into the rest of my productivity like I get way too much sugar and I feel like shit and then I don't get anything done you know and so I've just been I don't know, like, struggling with that recently, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that's, like, super uncommon, but I think this is probably the longest rut I've been stuck in. Um, and I'm definitely proud of some of the changes I've made, like, despite that, like, I'm definitely making progress forward. And, and so that's why, it, like, it's weird because the, the other ruts I've been in have been a lot more black and white where it's like, oh, my God, I'm really unhealthy right now. And my mood follows that. Like, right now, I feel quite content and happy, like, with how my life is going. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm taking the worst care of my body that I've ever, like, in the history of my life. Um, and it's it's kind of like this weird disconnect right now. So. Well, so that's kind of the space I was getting into, too. And what I realized is there's, like, two different ways that you can not take care of yourself. The first one is, like, you feel horrible, and it's a mental health thing, and it keeps tanking and tanking and tanking. The other way is that you're just freaking busy, and you're doing shit Mm -hmm. that you love, and you're with great people, 
but you just lose track of the maintenance type stuff. Like totally. you're having so much fun partying that you forget to get oil change. Like it's like yeah. that. Um, yeah. And you lose track of it in that way. And that's why I was joking that I was postpartum hmm. sister. It's like I was yeah. so wrapped up in raising her that I lost track of what I need to do every day to keep myself going. And yeah. it could be tempting to be like, yeah, screw it. You know, I'm going to have this crazy busy weekend anyway. But you're not going to have that many of those if you die of heart failure at 42. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think actually like that's where a lot of um, discussions that Evan and I have kind of wrap around that theme because uh, he's obviously aware of my shortcomings. Um, you know, he spends no fucking time with me, but also not because I'm always all over the place. But anyway. Um, and, you know, I think like I've never really thought of it in that way so like it's kind of a little bit of a light bulb moment for me that like oh that's what he's trying to say yeah <laughs> you have um, to make the time like you have to make time to vacuum yeah. your apartment you have to make yeah. time to take the amazon package back to the return place like you just got to do this stuff well again personally attacks because i have a pair of jeans that i tried on and i need to return but it's probably too late oh <laughs> <laughs> that's what facebook marketplace is for i guess oh exactly oh. exactly um but yeah and it's been something I've been a little stressed out about um just because of a personal project I'm working on um wink wink Kim the one with me and Sam uh is that it uh... takes a lot of time week to week and oh. I'm, yeah I'm kind of concerned <laughs> that if it goes through I might find myself where like I'm not I literally don't have enough leftover like if you think about the yeah. things I have to put energy into it's like job family friends the dogs and all this shits and stuff then also my body and eating right and then also this project like right it's just a lot of work um and the podcast yeah. of course yeah. so you just have to start like making you know harsh cuts where today we were hanging out and it was five o'clock and I was having a freaking blast but I was like I gotta get out of here because we gotta go record the podcast like yeah we yeah. had a scheduled appointment with the guests, and I'm glad we did because yeah. we wouldn't have recorded if it wasn't scheduled. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, totally. It's really yeah, tough when like... you end up saying no to stuff, but like, right. you know, you guys joke that I didn't come to the drop in on Friday, but I hadn't seen that person in two weeks, and I didn't know when the next time I was going to see him was. I yeah. didn't, I haven't even been to a hockey game in two years, and I love going to hockey games. I was like, you right. know what? I have to go do this. Like, I have right. to. Even though I want to go see my friends out in sock, like I have to do this tonight. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah, and I, I think it's just that thing of like long term versus short term, um, and we're constantly playing that game in life. Um, you know, like pizza versus the salad. <laughs> um, yeah. And another podcast I used to listen to a lot more regularly um, was just like a not a dog podcast, but just like life podcast. And that was always the thing is. Um, you know, you need to make decisions that obviously delay gratification. There's been studies that, um, you know, have been done on, on kids that, um, you know, your ACT score is, is basically correlated with your ability to, to delay gratification, right? Because those kids that are going to sit there and study um, are the ones that are going to do better and blah, 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 right? Like, it's, it's this cycle. And nobody's perfect, right? Like, we can't always pick, pick kind of the quote-unquote right answer, Um but we've talked about it before with training too, where taking your time and that slow and steady, like tortoise in the hair mentality, 
long-term versus short-term term decision making um going that slow and steady long-term is going to benefit you so much more um than kind of taking that that do the quick results but they're not sustainable i mean crash dieting right like it's the same kind mm-hmm. of idea like you're gonna lose weight fast but you know you're gonna be in that same spot a year later if not worse so I'm one of the outliers. I got a 2070 on my SAT back when they were out of 2400. And I uh, cannot delay gratification. I'm so bad about it. So bad. I showed you that lizard that I have that cost me $55. It's a little ceramic lizard that I was like, yes. I have to have yes. this. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, look at how I, you know, how I ruined the healing. How did I do that? I, you know, I, <laughs> I was so frustrated. And I said to you, like, all that work. And I was impatient for six weeks, four weeks. Right. I was basically impatient for four weeks right. and I ruined it. Like I ruined it. And it's like, what is wrong with me? Like you get into this like self-flagellation mindset too, where you're like, how yeah. could I have done that? I know better than that. But in the yeah. moment you were like, I need the pizza. Okay. I just need it. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, that's actually really interesting, too, because uh, I would be curious, right, like, uh, fucking forever ago when I read those studies or whatever, but um, it, there's an interesting balance between, like, uh, not impulsivity, per se, but, like, conviction, right? Like, <laughs> make that decision and make it hard, because, like, you were in a rush, but you were, like, committed to being in that rush for those four <laughs> weeks right for like no reason like for right, why right but like you do have the ability to delay gratification it's just that sometimes it's you know medium term versus long term maybe right like I don't know and I think again we all do that um yeah like for dogs it's like when they're in a super high drive state, it's way harder for them to wait and be patient. Mm-hmm. Like, you really, really wanted that. So it's way harder for you to wait and be patient. But something that, you know, that's kind of the irony, right? Like, something that's a little bit lower stakes. It's easier to delay that gratification because it's not so tempting to just grab it. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that's a little more out there, like the retrieves, you're happy to work slow and steady on that because it seems so far away. Right. But you'll actually be done with that faster because you're taking the slow and steady pace. You're not wrong. And also, like, I have, I had a minor, I didn't have a panic attack today. Did but I lose I had, you like, for a second? Oh, no, I hear you. Hi. Oh, okay. Hello. Hi. Me. I'm here. <laughs> um, I had, like, a stress out moment today in the shower because I was doing um, age math in the shower about sister and trialing and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh my god. She doesn't have a long gown. So <laughs> just one of those moments where you're in the shower and you're like, wait, I can't be H in May. I I don't trust her to be in a long gown. Like what? <laughs> it's, it's so stressful, like, to just think of stuff like that. Um and I guess that that's that's the hard thing about it is that it depends on what your vision is like so there's people that will just drill something over and over and like never trial or trial like two years after their dog yes. is ready or whatever and then there's people yes. that step on the field on trial day and the dog is just not gonna do the send out like it's just absolutely not happening right, <laughs> so. right. again fucking calling me out but that's fine um <laughs> wait he took the send out he just didn't down and then he came all the way back 
I mean, so he got zero points for the send out. So <laughs> yeah, but he didn't like he still ran out. Which... Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, more like it's a question mark if the dog is gonna run out. Like that, you don't—they don't even really know the word. But yeah, yeah. sure, we'll, yeah. we'll attack you. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think it's that balance between like you can also use the fact that um, <laughs> this is probably a horrible example, and like you get this really wrong, but I'm gonna use it anyway. Um, you know, somebody who is always, always, always eating the salad because they're so afraid to eat the pizza. Um, because they have body 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 dysmorphia, or they're slightly anorexic, or whatever, and they're afraid that if they eat that pizza, um, you know, they're suddenly going to be fat and die in a week from clogged arteries, right? Like that also is not a healthy um, state of mind to be in. Like we just definitely see it more commonly that um, you know people um, tip more over into into that instant gratification. Like that's way more kind of like biologically like we're way more predisposed to that um but again it's it's about balance right like either Mm -hmm. either side of that is not not healthy right and i want to i'm gonna say something that is going to be kind of rude but like so there's a post that people make a lot on on social media um which is like you see it a lot with young handlers, uh, newer people to the sport. They get to a place where they were so stressed out and they were trying so hard and then they felt like they had like a, ah, this is horrible moment and they come out of it and they're like, take the pressure off yourself. It's just healing or whatever. Like, just right. vibe, be kind to yourself. We're all newbies. Like, kind of that vibe right. of that post. Right. And like, the place that I'm getting to is like, no you need to come to terms with the fact that everything is long, hard, and horrible and, like, takes a long time. Like, not horrible, but, like, you can't just, you know, hashtag treat yourself to a a month of, like, not working the dog. (laughs) Like, you have to, you have to at some point come to the understanding of that this is not going to be easy at all at any point in time it doesn't matter where your mental health is at it's just never going to be easy when you're in the best place of your life when you're in the worst place of your life it's not gonna be easy work yeah no i uh i follow um uh psychologist on instagram her name's slipping me right now but like she's a little bit like not counterculture necessarily um but she made a post recently like she'll have like for instance, this one is, like, what is self-care? What is not self-care? Um, and basically, like, when people think of the kind of Facebooky, Instagrammy self-care is take a bubble bath, eat some nice chocolate, right? Like, but she's like, no, self-care is getting your laundry done. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, and that's so true. And, like, that's kind of the point Evan will make with me, right? Is, like, you'll feel so much fucking better if you just clean your dresser off. Um, or if you just get some infrastructure in place to... Uh, streamline some some of the stuff that continues to pile up for you um and yet I'm thinking like oh but I need to unwind with my friends and it's like yeah there's a part of that that is self-care but like if we're really being honest with ourselves we kind of (laughs) know when it's a little bit of an excuse you know when it's a little bit of an avoidance behavior absolutely and I 
Well, I guess I always, I hated the mentality of, like, treating yourself, I, I like, or, you know, doing whatever, like, the bubble mm-hmm. bath. I literally hated that. And I just now realized that's because I do do those things, but I do the laundry or do the whatever. And, yep. like, I've always thought of the bubble bath people as, like, idiots. Like, not to be, <laughs> not to be like, idiots, but, like, ah, oh, that's so true. I was like, oh, I don't do self-care. And it's like, yes, I absolutely do. I just... I've been able to, you know, channel into more productive stuff, but that's also partially because I'm kind of crazy and it generally tanks my opinion of myself if I don't get that stuff done. Right. Like if I come home to a dirty house, it's not like, I really haven't had time to do this lately. I'm going to go take a bubble bath. It's like, wow, this is indicative that I'm a horrible person. Let's go ahead and clean (laughs) this now. So I'm a good person again. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Well, and I think, like, where I get stuck, right, is, like, I'm also, like, oh, I'm a horrible per- person, but then I'm, like, I'm gonna sit here in bed and, avo- uh, like, avoid that, or, or whatever, right? Like, um, whether or not that drives you to action, I think, is another difficult piece of that, is, like, luckily for you, or whatever, like, you've curated that skill where it drives you to action when you're, like, oh, no, I'm a horrible person, but for me, I'm just, like, fuck, I'm a horrible person, it's never gonna change, and then I go to all or nothing thinking, and um, you know, dig myself a little bit of a hole. <laughs> well, listen, um, I haven't trained myself to think that way. I'm just genetically, that's where I'm at. I mean, right. think about all the pressure, you know, with peace and love that you and Sam are, not you really, Sam is, <laughs> <laughs> Sam is putting on me sometimes in terms of like punishment, like literally punishment. And like, I can just take it and rise to it. Cause I've just always been that kind of person. Right, but right. there's many other people with other strengths that I don't have who really right. shut down from that kind of blunt honesty. Like, yeah, you know, I hear that and I'm like, holy shit, I, that's my ass in gear. I'm working harder at this than I've ever worked at anything. Right. Like, yep. I'm sitting here way motivated to work on my ability to take coaching purely because when Amanda comes back in March, like I want to be better in that way yeah. because of a horribly like not traumatic but like very upsetting experience the last seminar when Sam was like wow you really came off like you were not taking that coaching well and like I have like to be down like that that is the most motivating way for me is to be down that bad so hello can can you hear me or did I lose you (laughs) yes sorry I lost you at traumatic experience oh well anyway I was just saying I'll listen back to the show and make sure we didn't lose what I was saying but I was just saying like that was so hard to hear that I seemed to not take coaching well and seemed like rude that like coming back I all I want is to be a thousand times better like it's very motivating yeah yeah but other people hear that and they're like you know shut down you shut down when you hear that yeah totally yeah and I think it's like with our dogs right like we expect them to take pressure and become active from it and like there's definitely a genetic component, but you can also curate that um, mm-hmm. by setting up situations in which, um, you know, I, I, like, it's a little bit of a heavy topic, right? But, like, depression is a little bit created from learned health, helplessness sometimes, and that's created from people feeling pressure and not being, that pressure not being relieved in a way that teaches the the adaptive lesson, Um and this was something that I like still definitely got stuck into. Like it was, it was a pattern that was created a little bit through circumstance, probably like, you know, just like shit that happens to kids that like 
same as with dogs, right? There's so many uncontrollable variables and there's a lot of luck involved in it and blah, blah, blah. Um, and something that Evan helped me work through is like, he just did not reward <laughs> um, the fact that like, that pressure would cause me to shut down. He's like, nope, that like shutting down does not get this pressure off of you. Um, only action gets the pressure off of you. And, you know, I've been able to kind of train myself out of that a little bit by being conscious about the circumstances that I'm setting up. And again, like not perfect, but like I'm saying, I'm still like struggling with it. Um, but I definitely feel a shift um, kind of like in my brain when it's like, oh, if I just get this done, it, the pressure's done, right? And like, again, what, what Evan has kind of done for me is like not allowed me to sit and stew in that. Um, whereas like previously I kind of was allowed to in past relationships. It's just like, I was allowed to give up. <laughs> um, and like, if we allow a dog to give up, like they're going to continue to give up under pressure. But if we don't allow them to give up, um you know their response to pressure is going to be to keep trying right and like when I say pressure like that can be just mental frustration right like how do we create an active dog it's it's that whole thing of when you frustrate the dog like reward active behavior and like if they don't give you that active behavior we're going to keep encouraging them to be active and then hey you finally get your reward that relieves the pressure of the frustration and now we kind of build that um that habit in the dog's brain so one of the most painful moments in dog training for me when I'm watching other people train is when they miss that moment Yes, that happened today when we were doing sister's secondary where she needed to take the ball and she wasn't going to take the ball. And you guys were like, ah, make her take the ball really quick. And I was like, no, I know, like in my head, because I'm thinking that same thing. I'm like, in this moment, she has to take the ball. Like this is yes. a very key moment. Yes. Super frustrated, wants the bite roll she's taken that ball like <laughs> yes yes um and that's one of the hardest things to miss is when people miss that moment and I think you yes. see it a lot in the barking like yes that's why I'm so passionate about the barking because the barking exercise it filters over into every single aspect of the dog's character there's it's so mentally hard for them to mm -hmm. do something for that long with that level of intensity with very little feedback and that's what we need from them in the healing. That's what we need from them in everything is they're not going to get that feedback on trial day. And like, that's why I'm so effing passionate about the barking. And I think it leaks over so much into my other favorite, which is tr the tracking, because it's a chance to prove yeah, that this animal is, sure. yeah, it's a chance to prove this animal is so mentally tough that they can go that long without feedback. Like, yeah people can't even perform that long without feedback if you ask someone <laughs> nice. to do a stand-up set for a, an entire you know oh routine and nobody's laughing nobody's smiling everyone's completely dead face like yeah you're gonna see a drastic reduction in performance yes yes so yeah for sure no that's an interesting connection with the barking yeah i'm like kind of manic tonight we had yeah, a good interview I, I hear it in your voice <laughs> yeah no like again like referencing is this podcast now like is it gonna be stitched together before or after so it's gonna, comes this one is gonna come out the week after the the um interview that we just did and okay. i think i'm not gonna stitch it with anybody because we've been talking for a while i thought we'd talk for yeah. like 12 minutes but oh, okay yeah no like that interview was amazing um so good so good yeah so good um and definitely like by this time we will have heard your guys reactions to it but yeah i think 
really kind of captured um and, and like loved the amanda interview too that's another one that i'm super excited to come out um that like I, I was kind of on a high from recording as well we just didn't record right after that so you guys didn't hear it um but yeah i think like it really it really encompassed what we're trying to get at with this podcast right is like having those potentially tougher conversations um but like call to action about how to how to address that and you know bringing bringing everybody forward with that so yeah i'm i'm excited yeah i'm really excited to hear everybody's feedback and and what they've been um but yeah i don't know let me think is there anything else i wanted to say on that i i need to really expand the self-control um financially because I know I joke about the ceramic lizard stuff, but it's really more that like once I need something, yeah, I have a really hard time saving up for something that I actually need. Yeah, like I have a hard time going without, if that makes sense. Yeah, like yeah, the, totally. the luxury isn't so much of a problem anymore. It's more like no, if I need a new pair of snow boots, I'm getting a new pair of snow boots right now. Right, right. Which is not really um super financially great to feel that way yeah 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 (laughs) and I think that's one thing that our generation maybe struggles with a little bit is like as a general uh theme I definitely see I I would like I can't point to a single one of my friends that is actually good at being frugal Mm -hmm. um not in the way that like I grew up with my parents being frugal um like I think my brother is probably the only person I know who's like kind of sort of okay at it (laughs) well like he was like kind of born that way (laughs) so there's a yeah my brother's also very good my parents are really good there's I think there's a little bit of generational despair that is actually making our generation not frugal Mm. which is with the student loan debt and stuff like that like once you're already in a huge hole it's like fuck it (laughs) right right yeah no for sure for sure that's very true too I feel that I feel that so yeah, I don't know. For, looking forward to this week. Let's look forward to this week. What are some, what are some things that you want to focus on this week? Like, imp- self improvement type things, or you so, know, with the dogs, whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, I start getting back on a program with like working out, eating, um, and like the stupid thing is, like, I know it's gonna make me feel a lot better. I know I enjoy. I love lifting weights um and like if I need to join a fucking gym like I should just join a fucking I know you say like ah make sure you can build a habit but like for me like access is a major major thing of it well um gym, gym is fine to go for a cheap you know cheap oh like, yeah fitness, I think it's not fine to build a home gym <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. it's not fine to drop eight grand building a home gym oh, my no. point for you <laughs> yeah no but like literally you need like a barbell yeah, and you can do so much. So yeah. yeah, that's what I mean by like building a home gym is like hundred bucks. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, it's a slow, slow, steady building a home gym. I just didn't want to come off anti gym membership as somebody yes. that for all four years of college paid for a spin membership that would make you puke if you heard how expensive <laughs> it was. So. Um. Yeah. So like, I think I just I just need to kind of commit to that, um, and stick with it. So. Suddenly a big change um, that, like, I know what I need to do. I just, I just need to fucking do it. Like, again, like, the really ironic stuff, like, we were kind of talking about it last night when we were hanging out. Um, like, I definitely have a certain aesthetic that I like. 
Um, and like, I know I can get to that aesthetic. I just have like totally let that go. Um, and I just like, I don't feel good about myself and like, not in the like depressive way. It's just like, now, like this isn't okay. (laughs) Um, so yeah, like that's probably my number one thing. Um, and just getting into better routines, um, streamlining stuff a little bit more. Um, automation is definitely always a big theme for me in my business and I have a hard time diving into that because again it's a lot of upfront work to set up that automation and make sure it works well and like it's kind of scary for me to take my hands off and like let let some software kind of run the show a little bit um but that is kind of how it needs to be for like scheduling and booking and stuff like that so um started to play with it with certain services and yeah I just need to I just need to treat my business more like a a legitimate business because it is it is growing um and I need to like give it the room to grow (laughs) like at this point I literally am just holding myself back right in a lot of different ways so so what what tomorrow are the two concrete tasks one for each goal Mm. um like go for a walk or like some sort of like 30 minute activity um and go grocery shopping (laughs) um like both for that I would say like grocery shopping is honestly probably the priority like diet is first um and then I need to (laughs) um figure out how to put my like basically I need to figure out how to use a certain uh, piece of the software that's that has been bothering me for like two weeks um and I just need to sit down and read the fucking manual (laughs) (laughs) that's a great goal you can do that tomorrow yeah so um I with the you know the eating plan I've been doing um to try to make better choices with eating last week uh I let myself have two like quote-unquote treats so my work has this really good like homemade bakery items and stuff and they had yeah. strawberry shortcake last week and I was like I literally have to have the strawberry I cannot have strawberry shortcake <laughs> it's my favorite dessert yeah. so my goal for this week is to have zero treats all week I don't need mm. treats. it doesn't yeah. even do anything that strawberry shortcake did not get me further towards my goals and also you know what the crazy thing is about food it's like also not that good like it is that good but no it's, it's not that good like <laughs> yeah like what starts to happen for me is like um it's like it's not that it tastes good it's that it relieves the pressure of a craving yeah exactly. it's like so sad <laughs> so it's like let's refocus that and like let's find another way to yeah you know yep. attack that craving in a different way so that's my goal I'm not gonna have I don't need any treats this week there can be zero treats yep so yep. I'm gonna do that oh yeah this is yeah. one of those podcasts where like I'm glad that I kind of forgot that it was a podcast because again like the introverted side of me is like whoa <laughs> <laughs> well like what the fuck am I doing listen I'm a, I'm a super private person that was re- raised by a super private family and nothing has been better for me in my life than the radical honesty that I forced myself to have starting mm. like, halfway through college. Yeah. Like, yeah. I always was just protecting my image so much. And then like mm. halfway through college, I was like, I read this whole thing on Twitter about radical honesty and I was like, hmm. I'm going to start saying whatever is the case like about myself <laughs> yeah yeah no and it's funny because like 
I think what what podcasting like has already kind of taught me is like everybody fucking feels the same way. <laughs> you know, like really no don't. one is not like oh, I've never had a bad day. What the fuck are you talking about, you weakling? <laughs> like, nobody is thinking that. And if they are, like, they're definitely a psychopath. So don't associate with them anyway. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like, even the um, the episode with Sandra when she was, like, you know, um, she's like, oh, yeah, I can lose my shit on the field. And I'm like, yeah, man, like, we've all lost our temper and we've all felt horrible about it. And, like, if you say you haven't lost your temper on your dog, like, you either are a saint and like I don't know like Dalai Lama like go study your brain um or you just haven't been in it long enough to lose your temper um so yeah I think again like haven't gotten the feedback yet but like I'm guessing that's one thing that people will resonate with even if they kind of don't want to admit publicly that they resonate with cats and that was something too that um like not to get too deep back into that topic but Um, I would have been afraid to admit that I lost my temper with my dog, like, honestly, like, three months ago, because I would have been like, oh, fuck, like, that's such a lack of self-control, that's so weak, like, it really bothers me to be perceived as emotionally weak, like, it's a huge thing for me, or just, like, weak in general, like, weakness is my biggest fear, um, so that was one thing that, like, it's pretty big for me to be like, oh, yeah, like, that's super normal, um, but I think that's important to normalize that, right? Like, without condoning it, obviously, um, but understanding, like, it's a normal human experience and we need to admit that that happens and take measures to um, prevent that, right? Like, again, as we mentioned in the in the show, like, have a team of people around you that can tell you, like, hey, time for you to put your dog up and take a breather. Yeah. You know? I mean, you really need people around you that'll call you on your shit. You really do. Yep. That's, yep. We said that in the very first episode that we did, and it's true now. Yep, totally. Uh, and I think, like, radical honesty allows you to do that. Like, if you're not honest with yourself and not honest with other people, like, there's no way you're going to be able to take that coaching and that feedback and, yeah, that criticism. Literally today when I had sister sit a second too long and she let out a little bark that just didn't need to happen, like, set yep. up for failure, yep. Sam's like, gotta get her before that, and, like, yes academically I know that so right. my gut is always I know but then it's like right. well but you, you just demonstrated that. that you don't yeah <laughs> so you did miss that one and so in that moment I was like you're right yeah because she is right and yep. I I can know that all I want but I didn't demo it so yeah <laughs> yep, exactly yeah um but yeah anyway I don't know this is a good chat I just yeah. I was just you know circling my thoughts about today and and thinking about how everything went and um oh the last thing I wanted to mention was just we talked a little bit about in the Sandra episode but like I knew it was gonna be too big of a can of worms to open we needed to keep it at a good listener length even though we were having time um is that the foundation stuff so like that ties into what we've been talking about with the pizza and everything is like if you lay the right groundwork for yourself, things go so fast and they're so easy. It's like what we're seeing with sister secondary with the positions, it's, you know, we walked out there. I walked out there today with the e-collar, like ready to enforce a position if she was going to break. And she just didn't because (laughs) she didn't. And it's like, if you do the foundation work with your own body, that's how you're able to have the fun and you're able to, yes, you know, your friends order pizza and you can grab a slice because you're not eating pizza four days a week or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, 
you're able to actually enjoy life because you did the foundation work and the pieces click together yep like I'm able to work a dog and feel good about it and actually because like again like especially with bite work like there's literal physical skill um and like in that moment I was like I am too fucking weak to execute the technique that I need to execute right now (laughs) like that's a horribly shitty feeling Mm-hmm. um so like you avoid that shitty feeling if you just put in the work yeah i promise we're gonna have the shits end in the body episode um this was kind of that but like oh i want to yeah. have it so bad i'm so excited but i keep yeah i don't know i need to i need to organize my thoughts more about it but yeah yeah no again that's like a pretty interesting topic i wouldn't have really thought of but totally true well they're athletes and we ask so much of them you know, we yep. can ask that they can bark 150 times in a row, but we can't run a mile. It's like, are you right. kidding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And no. yeah, again, just like the physical toll that it takes on the body is an interesting discussion. Like, again, think about it a lot with helpers, but not so much with handlers. But yeah, playing tug, like my shoulders are probably a little bit fucked up from that. <laughs> yeah. It can't be good. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, my concern is always for your uterus because dice... <laughs> launches himself with the force of like a thousand lions like into your fallopian tubes like <laughs> yeah i mean i hope he kills all of the eggs in there so can can naughty <laughs> naughty don't scare away our audience by coming out that you don't want to have kids that's an unpopular take <laughs> that is not an unpopular take do you know how many i guess in today's society in today's uh, generation i guess it's not yes. popular yes that's true yeah yeah in today's generation like you're weird if you have a kid (laughs) (laughs) i was imagining a meme meme in my mind where it was like you have a child weird (laughs) (laughs) like karen from mean girls (laughs) yes yes like that voice you copied yourself are you that obsessed with yourself (laughs) like so weird (laughs) okay i need to go to bed now because it's um almost nine o'clock and i'm going to healthy productive times because Mm. i am um a legend and i'm being very efficient with my time there you go what time do you get up in the morning it depends um i do try to get into work by seven because i like to leave at like three um Mm, true the problem is you know with tracking and you know i do better workouts in the morning so it's always i'm always changing the time that I get up because ideally I work out before work um right but also like I have a life so I can't always go to bed at 9 p.m even though I try to yeah yeah 9 p.m is uh that's aggressive well you know to like be in bed and then like total shut down at like 9 45 or 10 okay I'm not not perfect I'm not perfect yeah yeah (laughs) okay everyone's super riveted about my bedtime but um I think I think we can wrap it up yeah all right do you want to plug your stuff uh sure yeah uh daredevil working dogs on instagram check out our facebook group heal and heal uh podcast discussion the the discussion group um got a lot of good stuff going there um you guys are sharing more and more and we love that so keep it coming and again um kind of mentioned it briefly in the beginning of the sandra podcast but she was someone that just reached out and was like hey I found this really interesting, um, started kind of talking a little bit about, um, a topic and I was like, Hey, like, do, do you want to share this on the podcast? And she's like, yep. Um, and set it up from there. So 
um you know if you have something interesting to say like not saying that we'll necessarily invite you on the podcast but um if you have something interesting to say like share it with us we love hearing it um we love networking with people we love learning more about you guys and your journeys and um again like sharing this space with you is has been awesome so far so keep it coming yes all of that retweet however (laughs) we are going to do you the honor of being candidly honest with you and so since to some degree there is a cosine element to coming on the show if we feel that for some reason it's just too much for us to to have that level of connection with you with peace and love we're going to tell you that and um, you're going to take it super professionally because we're all adults so yeah hey Lainey do we have merch updates we do have merch updates but um I'm gonna do the merch updates like oh yeah not in this episode because this this episode's coming out in like five weeks (laughs) yeah and then we have a ridiculous backlog yeah we'll be able to follow up on the um podcast discussion group and see if Kimberly has lost any weight (laughs) oh my god that's that's a lot of pressure uh, I need to put pressure on myself, right? Make me active. Let's do it. But let's also <laughs> not trigger people. But let's also... <laughs> it's a toughie subject. Hey, life is hard. Suck it the fuck up. Kim. Kim. Be gentle with our listeners. Sad. You guys okay. are going to see more and more of the real me. <sighs> <sighs> okay. All right. That's the end of the show. Good night, right. Kim. Bye. Love you guys. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> I started like a phone call. So I'm just going <laughs> to tack this on the little mini episode that we already have. Um, Which was that? Like, I completely forget what we talked about. We talked about, about um, when you need pizza, like kind of self care uh, type things. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Um, Anyway, just want to add this on. So me and Kim are waiting to record an episode with Jay, um, which will be out the week after this. But I figured we could just hop on and chat a little bit since both of us are um, hanging out. And Kim says she wasn't being productive, so. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well record, record a podcast. Yeah. Um, but just in terms of, like, what we want to talk about, um, we could go sort of the longer direction that I mentioned that we talked about like Friday night, which is basically, you know, that kind of started Friday night, which is like how you talk to people in your life um, and like mm. different ways to say things. Or we could yeah. just kind of catch up because like you got puppies right now. Like, I don't know if you want to talk about that and like the drop ins that you've been doing or like what, what your goal is for this little 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I think let's just uh, let's chat about something a little like, like, I don't know, I feel like life updates, like, people can find that on Instagram, so I feel like it's kind of boring, so, like, unless people want, like, contact us and specifically well, want to hear something. Kim, um... they could find it on Instagram if you showed them anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, valid point, valid point. Um, but yeah, yeah we, can, mean... <laughs> we can do topic, we can do topic. Yeah, no, I, uh, I like the topic idea. Okay, so basically, um... There was this guy I was seeing a few times, and it just probably wasn't right, probably wasn't the right fit. 
But then I uh, had a concert, an extra ticket, and I was like, oh, I'll give him one last shot. Like, maybe we'll have a really nice time at this concert because we both really like the same kinds of music. Um, we went to the concert, and long story short, there was a situation, and he was really, like, mad, um, which, like, we'd been drinking. Like, he'd been drinking more. And he, like, freaked out at me and was like, oh, don't you care about me? And just, like, kind of talking in that way kind of like demanding affection right or like demanding intimacy Mm -hmm. and I was like no I don't like this is the third date like I don't even know you yeah yeah um semi-unrelated but a little like how spider just like descended the wall and sister is (laughs) in love with this little oh my gosh yeah um but anyway my dog's kind of spiders and that's how I get rid of my house because you know I don't I don't want to touch them (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Lorelai eats spiders too, but sister is like, let's be friends. Fascinated. <laughs> it's, it's Charlotte from Charlotte's Web. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it kind of spawned this whole combo with Kim where we were just talking about like, why is it so horrible and like alarming when people demand intimacy from you, especially like that way, like which is kind of like a toxic way, right? Of kind of being mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm in this moment of stress, like we're fighting like I need words of affirmation, basically. (laughs) Right, right. um, Like, why does that feel so wrong? So, I don't know if you want to... Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, like, something that Lady and I enjoy talking about is, like, kind of just deconstructing, like, psychology, you know, like, human behavior and whatever, and so, um, like, toxic behavior, um, you know, is kind of... uh, Sorry, one second. Evan uh, is on the recording a podcast and he's like who are you on the phone (laughs) (laughs) no worries no worries this is casual Uh, yeah Uh, Uh, but yeah me and kim basically both do that which is like i feel like lately especially when something really triggers us or really upsets us like our gut reaction is to talk to each other about it be like wait why did that make me so mad or like so upset or so afraid or whatever yeah um and at least for me like my parents, um, who are wonderful parents, love them, so close to them, blah, 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 um, who are wonderful parents are just really not um, words of affirmation people so much, like definitely more quality time, definitely more acts of service, stuff like that. So I'll be straight in that, like, I'm a little, I'm not like the most comfortable with people who need that. Like, it's not that I don't like it if it's offered, but like, if somebody really needs that level of validation like verbally my gut unhealthy instinct is to be like what is wrong with you (laughs) why are you so obsessed with me for you know what I mean not like that but like why are you yeah yeah why are you so insecure yeah yeah that's that's where my mind goes but the fact is that like you know in this case you know definitely insecurity probably but like you know you can really value words of affirmation without being that kind of person um right like it's it's a totally you know healthy way to want to receive affection but like why do yeah. I have such like a gut reaction of like oh I hate that like yeah hate that and I I think there's a spectrum of like of, of kind of doing that where it's like people reveal their insecurities in different ways and like even people that fish for compliments right or they're like I, I, I like I just I look like a mess today but they're actually like wearing makeup and look really good you know what I mean and it's mm-hmm. like they're very clearly 
fishing for a compliment like it's a little bit annoying but not a level of toxic behavior that's like uh like a super huge um but like I think it's kind of it's just jarring when it's like closer on that spectrum but you kind of get this gut feeling like what I was starting to say is like uh before I got distracted by Evan was um that like in deconstructing human behavior and like motives like what is it like what is the like the intention behind those words or like what does what do those words reveal like even like we've talked about how people in specific ways is really revealing of um like how they view their relationship with the dog and how they approach things like it can be overarching and all-encompassing so even a small moment like that that makes you feel slightly uncomfortable is kind of like Mm, like maybe we should pay attention to that as a signal like you say that all the time right like people will show you who they are Mm -hmm. Um, and we were kind of discussing briefly that um, I'm sure a lot of people have read this it's kind of a classic but uh, the gift of fear which kind of talks about how we really should trust our gut instincts a little bit more and kind of reconnect with that with that part of us because oftentimes when you get that feeling it like your your brain is registering something that like or you know you're you're kind of like let's again oversimplifying but like your limbic system is registering something that like your prefrontal cortex is gonna logic away and it's when people kind of get themselves into trouble because they're like oh no he's a nice guy you're just you know you're being um you know you're being judgmental and you're just being shitty like give him a chance you know like you said Uh that guy um and you know even those small things that aren't necessarily going to put us in danger physically but like maybe emotionally down the road those red flags that we're kind of ignoring um and again I think even those small that are kind of like huh that's interesting um like just kind of started noticing that a little bit more um after we like had that quick discussion I've, I've like noticed an example or two in my life where I'm like oh interesting right and like even coming from me too it's not it's not necessarily all from other people because we all have we all have our insecurities obviously um but yeah yeah retweet to all that you just said <laughs> um <laughs> and a, a thing that comes to mind is something that happened this week with my sister and my nephew so my nephew is two and a half years old and Mm -hmm. my sister so my parents have talked all about like mother's intuition like our whole lives like they've given some examples of these stories where you know my parents like made the unpopular choice but they stand behind it because they had like a feeling about it when it comes to us so my sister was going to get my nephew's first haircut like at a haircut place she'd always done it before herself um and when she called, the staff was kind of nasty. They're like, well, is he going to be one of those that's going to, like, scream and, like, was just kind of, uh, like, abrasive? And she was like, yeah. no, like, he'll be fine. And she came in and, like, it went fine. But the thing is that she was trying to prove that he could handle something, like, that just right. didn't need to be proven. Like, you can just right. not be around that kind of person. Like, you can take him to a kid's haircut place that's going to be more patient or, like, whatever. Um, right. And, like, we tend to do that with our dogs as well, which is, like, we try to force situations to happen sometimes mm. out of, like, this weird need to prove something. Yeah. Like, um, they give into social pressure. Like, that's kind of what we talk about with advocating our dog, right? Is you feel like you need to do a certain thing or be a certain place. And it's like, no, like 
it makes bad training right and like that's you know with the fronts I didn't work fronts at like in the club environment really very much for a long time when I started them and like still now kind Mm -hmm. of because I I know how to teach a front and I wanted it to be so perfect and I was scared that if I came in front of a group of people that I would you know move too quickly or or do you know call the dog to front when the dog's not ready to be called to front and things like that like Mm -hmm. just wanting to keep a behavior more in our safe space because I know that I can sometimes tend to want to prove it and like make it happen right Um, and you certainly see that in protection when secondary and and things like that as well but like to wrap that around to the um, like the emotional neediness aspect sometimes I think that those people who out of insecurity need so much from you will also display a bunch um, as a way to try to get you to do the same Mm. and like I think that that behavior is really frustrating for everybody involved because then those people are like well I do so much like I did x and x and x and like right. you still aren't doing x for me and it's like well yeah <laughs> sorry right <laughs> you know? right right yeah it like um yeah it's again kind of that like weird feeling of reciprocity that isn't actually like I don't quite want to say entitlement but like because this right word but it is kind of that thing of like this assumed reciprocity and again like yeah I guess they do feel like they're entitled to your affection then right because it's like it's a conditional relationship like you're making it all conditional rather Mm -hmm. than just doing for that person for the sake of doing something for that person um and then it starts to feel a little bit like uh this feels uncomfortable (laughs) right feels like yeah that's something that you and I had talked about recently which is like people who need thanks versus don't need thanks and I was kind of sharing like I do not need to be thanked I will do favors I will do favors until the cows come home I will do favors nonstop. but if I do something that I think I deserve recognition for like if I have a personal accomplishment I do get offended if I'm not like recognized for my personal accomplishment which I think is funny (laughs) Um, right because like I don't know especially growing up because like like... sorry go ahead uh no go ahead okay I think maybe I cut out for a second or something because we were talking over each other but I was thinking about um like growing up in particular like my mom doing so much work around the house and things like that and like you know definitely wishing at times that she was more thanked um and I feel like I Mm -hmm. almost yeah try to not require thanks like to not be the person that needs to be thanked you know but yes. then like oh, I definitely gosh. want recognition yes. so much because I want more recognition from like my parents and my dad so I don't know <laughs> right or I, yeah it's right right it's interesting because it's it's have a, a certain type of insecurity right like we have a certain type of insecurity around performance yeah um and I think like for me this is definitely where I fall as well where I'm like I do I do have that thought in my head of like wanting people to notice which is annoying like I try not to but it happens um but like it's more okay I want people to notice my accomplishments because that's where I hold value but at the same time I'm secure in the idea that add value for people in relationships like I do try to be 
considerate and fun to be around and like you know what I mean like I try to be Mm -hmm. the type of person that is a good friend and like does care for people and you know like affection isn't the right word because it's not like affectionate but like I don't know like I'll buy my friends lunch every once in a while just like that kind of shit you know what I mean like no I noticed I'm I'm pretty secure in my ability to yeah I noticed it this weekend when you were like like little things like that make a big you know impact on a friendship for sure even today when we were at the room Uh, you're cutting out a little bit oh no wait hey am i back am i back i lost you for a second uh yeah i heard like i oops you just cut out a little bit too did we jinx it (laughs) hello Ah, hello 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 Ah. okay am i here are we back yeah hopefully okay (laughs) anyway i shut um... off my wi-fi (laughs) yeah I just did the same (laughs) to make sure okay um but yeah anyway I noticed it like this weekend when you were like oh girls like good luck with the move and stuff like that and then like at the river you were actively trying to be fun today even though I was like dead tired and then also was like super (laughs) upset because I wasted a bunch of money because I locked my keys in my car and had to come have somebody let me into the car which is a big waste of money that was all kind (laughs) of like just I don't know. I was like very gray. I was in like a gray mood, and I could tell yeah. that you were like trying so hard to have fun at the river. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. I, I yeah. see it. I see that. I see that you do that. I guess I'm recognizing your efforts and friendship. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and I think like I'm not outwardly an affectionate person, but yeah, I, I try to be supportive of people. You know. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I think it's interesting because like where your insecurities lie, right? Like where you let that little insecurity out by like grabbing for attention or affection in certain ways like Uh revealing like it does show weakness um you know like it shows that that flaw right like it's it's kind of like a tell right yeah um and it is interesting to like watch that in people um and then like see it in yourself and be like oh fuck there it is you know and and work on it um but yeah like it's it's tough because it's always yeah and like you know we all have our flaws and it's good to recognize them because then you can try to understand why you're freaking out so much about a certain situation like why something bothers you so much um and so like an example that comes to mind is when I was um with family over Christmas um, it was like a little bit of a fight about like the, letting the dogs jump on me because obviously yeah. it has an impact on your clothing and your skin. <laughs> um, but like my reaction to that being so angry at being told like you should have the dogs not jump on you was right. because I felt that it was failing to recognize the effort that I have put into sister over the past year. Like if I really get down to it, why it made me mad, right. it was because right. it felt like the person was saying you haven't you've done nothing done anything with this dog and I'm like no I've been bleeding for this dog for like 10 (laughs) months (laughs) right right Um, and I think that it can I think that like sitting down and really thinking hard about like what your big insecurities are will really help you avoid a lot of fights with people because you're you get so mad in that moment or so scared or so emotional or whatever yeah yeah. but like if you are like oh you know what this actually taps into this huge flaw that I have (laughs) you might be able to 
kind of measure your response more accordingly but yeah we even had that discussion like what that really drew to mind as uh as you were talking to and um you know like revealing of insecurities is uh when oh fuck I forget like what what triggered it right but I had this I had this pretty strong emotional reaction um oh because you were talking about how like you know you kind of needed room to like spread your wings and um you know start making decisions a little bit more on your own no, and not that you haven't been right but like kind of verbalized it the the most strongly that that we really have in discussion about um yeah just like taking charge of your own training and that was and we had to kind of dive into like oh holy shit why did I have such a strong like negative emotional reaction to that like it it hurt my feelings like which again I I saw it as inappropriate because I should be really proud right like my like that's not a reaction I want to have right like the person I'm trying to be is somebody who is like it is literally my vision to build people that are able to do that right that's the culture that I've been fucking striving for and then when it actually happened I was like oh shit and uh we had to kind of examine the fact that I had rooted a a little bit of my identity or rather a big part of my identity in being needed as a coach and then when I felt no longer needed I was like oh fuck like it drew up a ton of insecurity in me mm-hmm. um and like you know we were able to kind of talk through it like you me Sam um and figure that out but it was like you know it's kind of confronting um you know kind of that moment so it's like you know pay attention to that shit because it, it'll pop up and, and I, I wouldn't have expected that you know because again like I literally preach about how that's my goal um but yeah it was hard for me to process in the moment yeah and I think one of the most interesting things about the way that the sport has the potential to grow people is that you can form a relationship with someone and and that relationship can be entirely based on almost like a god-like so much more knowledge right than the other person yeah and and the learning curve can be so quick for some people like especially if you come from a background of another sport that like once you understand the principles of what we're going for here it just kind of falls into place and so this relationship you have with this person can become very quickly redefined and like you know whenever you know I said to you today it's kind of crazy because we're in this big transition time and I was tired so I didn't really elaborate but like what we're really doing right now is we're redefining a lot of relationships right now and like the circles of, of people that we work with, I feel. Um, and like, it just feels very tumultuous at that time. So I think that this is the time that people lose friends and mentors and coaches and stuff, like, because people don't recognize why they're having such an emotional response to that relationship changing, because maybe they needed that kind of gratification from, from the, other person and like that relationship if that makes sense right like is it authentically because you like that other person or is it because there's this again like conditional and like every relationship is conditional right but like how conditional is it (laughs) right Um, Right. and like once you put those conditions in place it can get yeah or like once those conditions change then it can get a little bit strained yeah okay well let's uh wrap this up because we are coming up on when we're wanting to record with jay so i think that that was a good little addition to have on our on our other little mini and then we worked out the the kinks of our uh disconnection (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> so you guys get to listen to our, to our audio, audio quality again. Yeah, but, it should, you know, should hey. be better quality, but... Yeah. Okay, see you <laughs> oh, in a couple well. minutes. All right, sounds good. <laughs> Bye. Bye.